This is the Practical Homeopathy Podcast, episode number 101. Joe at Calabrese here, folks. I'm happy that you've joined me for my podcast today. You're in for a treat. From my virtual classroom, I'm privileged to see how homeopathy is transforming lives all over the globe. Their successes inspire me. They're glorious and powerful, and I can't keep their triumphs a secret. I want you to hear the excitement my students experience too, so you can be inspired by the unique stories. So with the help from Kate, my reporter, I bring you a podcast series I call Moms with Moxie. Sometimes we even interview dads with audacity or teens with tenacity. See how regular mothers and others, average folks who love healing those around them have gone from freaking to fabulous by simply applying what they've learned using what I call practical homeopathy. This is Kate, and I want to welcome you back to the Practical Homeopathy Podcast. Today, I have a wonderful friend here whose name is Chris, and Chris is a Midwest gal just like myself. So welcome, Chris. Hello, Kate. <laughs> it's great to have you here. I'm so excited to hear from you today. It's uh, good to be here. It really is a pleasure. Tell us about yourself, Chris. Well, like you said, I'm a Midwest gal, born and raised right here in central Illinois and married to Mike for seven years, have three kids, two, four, six. They keep me very busy in my free time. I uh, like to bike, hike, be outdoors, garden. Um, my winter sport is quilting and sewing. Got to do that on those cold months around here. But most of that is to keep me sane while I have my main job of staying at home uh, raising the kids and uh, being a mom, which is the hardest, craziest job I've ever had, but I can't see myself doing anything else. As you're saying this, back in those days when I had young kids and I feel you. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't wrap that up in a sentence, really. It's, no. It's wonderful and still insane. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the best, most challenging job fun, I've ever had. Most in fun. The yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chris, in your spare time, I know you're an outdoorsy kind of gal and you like yep. to bike ride and, and do a lot of things out, outdoors with your family. And we're going to get into this in just a minute, but I find it kind of ironic because you have a lot of issues being outside and doing <laughs> those things because of some allergies, right? Yes. I have some seasonal allergies as well as some pet allergies, which I don't know if we'll talk about this, but I don't have any, <laughs> but uh, I usually steer clear away from animals. Yeah. Being outside and being around anything in the garden, I'm usually careful about those sensitivities and asthma. I love being active and doing things, but exercise induced asthma has been a plague in my life for quite a few years. And uh, homeopathy's really helped me out with that. Okay, so we're going to get into that in just a minute. But talk to us for just a few minutes about your journey to homeopathy. What did that look like? Well, um, it started when I became a mom and my daughter was six months old. And I think I just remember her having some pain or bruising. A friend mentioned Arnica. 
I had no idea what it was, went to the local natural food store, found it, like the one place in town that had it. I didn't even know how the heck to even open the bottle, (laughs) turn it over and twist (laughs) the cap, right? So I'm pretty sure I didn't even give it to her a lot. I mean, maybe it was more like one, two times I gave it to her. But other than that, it just sat on the shelf for about a year. And then my daughter got her first ear infection. And that's when I knew there had to be something else. It just led me down that path of finding a different alternative to caring for my family as opposed to giving her antibiotics. And that really was the gateway to my homeopathy journey. Now, talk just for a minute about that struggle that you had when your daughter got an ear infection, because you had said something when we were talking earlier, you really struggled during that time. And I want to hear more about that. Sure. I remember that time when she got the ear infection and the doctor wrote her prescription and I knew I had to give her the antibiotics because I didn't want her to be in pain because I had no other way of treating her. So that led to a discussion with another dear friend about alternatives and homeopathy was that one. Um, That ear infection was clear because I have had enough experience with friends who had kids with reoccurring ear infections one after the other. And that just was something that they always had. And I just knew that there was something more than just giving antibiotic after antibiotic after antibiotic. And so um, I was happy to learn something that I could control and treat my kid with. And she's never been on an antibiotic since. That's great. I wanted you to share that because I feel like as I talk to moms, this is such a common theme that something happens with the kids. And it's what happened with me. That's how I got into homeopathy as well. My daughter was struggling with eczema. She was like you said, in pain, itching. We had to do something. I didn't have an alternative at the time. I feel like this is such a common theme for those of us who have children. That was a tipping point. And that's what led us to learn about homeopathy and other um, methods of healing our bodies. Right. It's true. I started seeing reoccurring instances in my life with my health, but I took those as part of my life. And that's just how it's going to be. When my child got sick, I, I knew there had to be something else. Mm-hmm. So let's step back just a minute because sure. this is a really great story. And I want everyone to hear it about your dad. <laughs> I love oh. hearing about your dad. I feel like you've gotten some of your desire to heal your family from your dad. So tell us how you grew up with your dad and his medical interest. (laughs) Well, I want to say that he was not a doctor and did not have any medical training. (laughs) However, he was in the military and his grandfather was a surgeon around like the Great Depression time. So I had heard stories. However, my dad was not any doctor, yet he always treated us. He was the one giving us the first aid. He was the one saying, sit at the counter. Let me get your finger under good light. I want to see how bad that cut is. And I want to clean it and I want to put a bandage on it. And we're going to just monitor that and see how it is tomorrow. And is there infection? And he always had an eye and a consciousness of any kind of ailments, you know, whether it was a cut on your hand, a blister, an ingrown toenail, he was always the nurse slash doctor in the house. So I 
have fond memories of a time when I was struggling with an ingrown toenail. And he would just, like I said, prop me up on the counter and he wanted to take a look at it. He would get his suturing kit out. And I'm not kidding because he had a little kit and it was the same needles and thread that he would sew up the Thanksgiving turkey with. (laughs) He would put those out. You know, he always wanted to sew one of us up, but I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. But he was always ready. But he had his sharp knives and things like that. So he cut out an ingrown toenail, pretty much a surgery on the kitchen counter. And one of his sayings was never hesitate, self-medicate. I'm pretty sure he was talking about pouring some whiskey as well to yourself (laughs) when you're sick and taking care of yourself that way, but also taking care of yourself, you know, in the sense of of uh, don't just run to the doctor right away. So I just remember fondly him cutting an ingrown toenail out of my toe and making sure that it was clean and packed it in right and paid attention to wound care. So it was pretty remarkable. And I have very fond memories of him and he's quite a character. So do you feel like you've grown up like him? I mean, do you feel like you have that desire as well? I think it's definitely an influence in my life. Um, Both my mom and dad were remarkable parents and are very influential in how I raise my family. And I think I definitely try to keep an eye on everybody. You know, I know that one of my kids has a blister on his foot right now and they've got some splinters in their feet. and, And I don't know if my dad knew that to some degree, but I'm sure as a parent, we all try and keep an eye on our kids physically and mentally. And uh, I think there has been a great deal of influence in my life from him. So let's talk about your pregnancy. I know that was sort of a tipping point as well and your journey with homeopathy. Tell us what you did with that. So I think you're talking about the second pregnancy. Yes. As I was discovering homeopathy at the time of my daughter. She's my oldest, her first ear infection that we've talked about. And then I found out I was pregnant. So it was, I've got to learn as much as I can to have a much easier labor (laughs) the second time around. Um, I had a pretty hard time with the first one. Yeah. You said it was many, many hours. I like to just say 50 plus (laughs) hours. It was a couple days and I went in not knowing obviously what was going on, um, but wanted naively to do it all naturally (laughs) and did the best that I could. And I got through it. Eventually after, you know, two days of being in labor, I did have an epidural, but then I slept. I was nine centimeters and I was exhausted. And then I woke up and pushed for three hours and then I had my baby. So the epidural pretty much wore off your mama's out there, you got to do it any way you do it, right? I mean, there's no judgment, no shame in the way you you do it. But um, I knew when I got the news that I was pregnant again, I knew I had to find a way to curb the exhaustion and the cramps and enduring labor. So I did that. I, I ordered Baby Grand, the CD Joette has, and I listened to that thing over and over again. I took notes. I did a summary page and I gave that to my doula. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I did everything to a T. And that labor was about 16 hours. It was out of my three births, the best one. I did the cell salt protocol my last trimester only. It wasn't the whole pregnancy, but I did that just the third. And it was a remarkable labor. And 
My doula was there helping me along the way. And I gave her the information that I learned during Baby Grand. I said, here's the information I need. Here's my kit. And she was giving me what I needed. And it was pretty awesome. And the nurse even said right after he was born and, you know, they did the checks and stuff in the room and weighed him. And and she said, oh, he has very long fingernails. (laughs) You must have taken your prenatals. And I said, yes, yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I would love to hear some of the remedies that you used during your labor. Tell us. Oh, yes. Um, I remember, well, my doula took notes. (laughs) Switching between gelsemium and magfos and arnica. Um, I think I only had 200 then, but I also know a friend of mine said, you need Arnica 1M as well. I think that was in my arsenal. So I'm pretty sure I just switched between those during the labor. And postpartum, I use Arnica 1M and MagFoss. And I didn't take a Tylenol after. And it was all natural. I mean, in the hospital, I'm pretty sure I didn't have any interventions. So it was pretty amazing what my body was able to do. And I want to just give that up to homeopathy and the things that I learned during that time. So your journey with homeopathy led you next to, I think, the Gateway study group? Yes, I took a study group, Gateway 1, and I knew a lot of the stuff, but it was still good to go over some of those basics. After the Gateway 1 class, I took the allergy course. That was eye-opening because allergies are my most chronic issue. And that's where I started learning so much. But I felt like every single page was, yes, I need to take that remedy. And I know Joette talks about finish the course before you start anything. And she says it over and over again, because you think in whatever topic you're looking at, you think you have it all. And I'm pretty sure I'm still working through lessons. I've listened to them all. I'm pretty sure I haven't sat down and taken rigorous notes on every single lesson, but that's what I love about the courses. I own it. It, I can go back to it anytime. And um, right now in my life, sitting down and taking a class and very heavy notes is not season I'm in. So if it's something I can listen to, like this podcast or anything online, it's been the way that I've been saturating myself with homeopathy. And then you tackled your allergies. This is an amazing thing, how you've overcome the allergies that you have. Tell us about that. Absolutely. So when I was taking the allergy course, I felt like I didn't know which way to go because I had those chronic allergies, but I also had some other chronic mental, emotional issues. And I didn't know which way to go first. So I became a client of Joette's and she really helped me overcome some of those chronic issues, the chronic bronchitis that I had, the asthma that really was impeding any kind of physical exercise that was just a big hiccup. And then even the allergies, I could barely step foot into my sister's house without sneezing over and over again or having itchy eyes because of pet allergies or anything like that. So those were the things that were disrupting my life day to day. And I have a much better handle on those. I wouldn't say they're completely gone because I still carry some of those things when I sneeze or have some itchy eyes. But in terms of the wheeziness and shortness of breath and the chronic bronchitis, it's gone. 
it's gone. Um, I had, didn't have any occurrence of that in the last year. It's been about a year. And I know what to do in the beginning of it when I start to get that sore throat. It always started in my throat and then it would tickle. And, you know, you tell yourself, oh, it's allergies, but it really isn't. It's something, it's something deeper. And then it would go into my chest. And then once it was there, it would just stick in my lungs. And learning about homeopathy and becoming a client and consulting with Joette, it really did help. I've thrown inhalers away because I don't need those respiratory inhalers anymore. I haven't taken those inhalers anymore. Um, at one point in my life, this was years ago, I was on a daily allergy pill. I used to carry, you know, the over-the-counter allergy pill everywhere I would go. Now I carry my homeopathy kit or a small little one for itchy eyes and sneezing and my Highlands allergy relief with me everywhere I go. And it's just been a complete relief and a game changer. Yeah, it sounds like your life has really changed since you've employed homeopathy for these chronic conditions. For me, yes. And I realized that after learning how to take care of those acute problems in my household, I realized in order to tackle those chronic issues with anyone else, I got to figure out how to get all my stuff under control. So eventually, you know, I'll be able to do some chronic stuff with my husband and help with his health. I think you just did a podcast, Taking Your Own Case. And it was really trying to figure out how to take care of yourself because you want to heal the world when you start learning about homeopathy. So when I look back, and how far I've come in my own health over this past year and working with Joette and my chronic issues. I haven't had any sinus infections. I haven't taken antibiotics for my chronic bronchitis that I would get once or twice a year. It was just a given. I knew I would be doing that. I would be going to the doctor because I couldn't breathe. And I haven't had that. I can exercise frequently. And with no indication of wheezing or shortness of breath. And that was even on bike rides in cold weather. I remember I took a bike ride January 1st and it was probably 40 degrees. I wasn't wheezing. That had never happened before. So I don't travel with my inhalers anymore. And it's definitely changed my life and given me the strength to take care of my family. Mm. So tell us about some of the other things that you've dealt with in your family and how you've handled those with homeopathy. Sure. With kids, teething, pink eye, strep, <laughs> wasp stings, bee stings, all those kinds of things. I don't panic about them. It's not something I run to the doctor for. I know how to handle it with a little bit of homeopathy that's in my house. And it's remarkable to not have to stress out about that. So pink eye to me is, okay, give my kids some heap ourself, watch it, keep it clean, and it's fine. I don't know if that's the protocol, but for me, that works for my daughter. And after a day of a red eye and maybe some crud, it's gone and she's fine. And knowing that I didn't give her 10 days of an antibiotic for something and her body is stronger for using that, it gives me so much ease and confidence in handling those things. Um, and strep throat, she had a case of that as well. It was diagnosed at the doctor's office. I said, thank you 
for <laughs> telling me she had that, went home and gave her, I, I want to say it was Eve herself again. That stuff's amazing. I could be wrong. I write that down. Take notes, people. Take notes. It is important. Um, but those things that happen that feel like they can be a disruption in your family and can stop everything, it's good to know how to handle those things that come up. So with a bee sting my son got, he was young, very little, and he came and I saw a swollen red area. And within 20 minutes of giving him aconitum, I believe at first, just so he would calm down and some leadum, he was fine in 20 minutes. There's no swelling. He was walking around playing. He had no pain. A um, little bit later, I did give him some Arnica because it was starting to get you know, slightly red and hard. And then he was fine. And I did put in my notes also that he was irritable and cranky already because he was teething. So I'm sure I'd given him some teething tablets. Okay, moving right along. Puncture wound for my husband and scalding emergencies. Didn't your husband have some sort of major injury? What happened? It was a puncture wound. He was working in his wood shop. And uh, he comes upstairs and holding his thumb. <laughs> Pretty sure there may be a few choice words at that time as well. I mean, obviously I knew there was an incident, so I gave him some aconite. And we hadn't quite figured out what was going on. And I think he was stunned as well, but he was nailing something. He had a brad nailer, so it was a pretty thin brad. And he was holding a piece of wood. It hit a knot as he put the brad in. It turned 90 degrees and it came out and went in through the pad of his thumb. Oh my and God. It came through and punctured his thumbnail. So I was like, oh, lead him for a puncture wound. And I'm pretty sure I gave him Hypericum as well for the shooting pain. Yeah. And like I said, Aconite 200 because of the shock of what the heck just happened. <laughs> did you take and Aconite 200 as well? Uh, did I? I don't think so. I think I was like, this is cool. Let <laughs> me help you. And um, I was kind of probably geeking out. Uh, at the same time, knew that his hand was still intact and all that. And then I was giving him Hepersolf the next couple of days to keep infection out as well. Oh my so gosh. emergencies like that happen. Yeah. And I feel prepared. Oh my goodness. That was very traumatic. So another emergency I handled was my daughter scalded herself. My husband had some teacups. He had warm water on the counter. She pulled the water down on her chest and I wasn't even home. I got a phone call saying, where are you? Get home now. And so I was five, 10 minutes away, came home, gave her aconite and cantharis and externally applied vitamin E oil and just monitored it. That day we carried on with our regular schedule of events. And at noon, I'm pretty sure in the day, gave her some more cantharis and arnica for the pain and in the burn. And the next day, it was a burn enough where it blistered. But I knew it wasn't worse than that. It was not a third degree at all, but uh, we would have definitely been going to the hospital for that. But the, her blisters the next day were, were beginning to scab. It was beginning to heal after just that 24 hours and then heap herself to follow up and avoid infection the next couple of days. And I kept taking pictures of this is what happened at the time. And then 24 hours later and comparing and making sure I wasn't missing anything. And she was fine. 
How great that you were able to handle that at home and not have to go to the doctor. Burns are really painful. Did the homeopathy that you gave her help the pain? Did you notice? Yes. I gave her the aconite right away to help her. That always calms my kids when they can take that aconite and then I can do more assessment. You know, homeopathy is not a magic wand. You have to work at it. You have to work at it and you have to learn um, and you have to observe. So that's really something that I've been learning the difference between coughs and colds and all the symptoms and I know when I start asking my husband all the questions, he's like, oh, stop it. I'm like, but I'm trying to assess you and your pain. And so he's a tough cookie <laughs> to figure out when it comes to homeopathy. That's a good segue actually into your tips. I want to hear oh, yeah. what you would like to share with the listeners as we wrap up this podcast. What wisdom do you have to share? Um, keep learning. Uh, coughs and colds are the hardest things. I just kept learning and studying and listening for different symptoms. And um, that's one tip I'd say, but also always carry your remedies with you, whether it's a little bit in your purse of your things that you usually encounter throughout your day, or if it's your kit when you're leaving town and take your first aid in a pinch, print it out. Don't just rely on your phone to have it. Then um, also just buy all the remedies, <laughs> buy all the books. <laughs> when you can afford them, do it. And uh, I mean, like I even said earlier, I think that I don't have all the time in the world to sit and read a whole bunch of books, but I buy them here and there. And I am building my library and I refer to them when I need them. And trying to figure out those little acute things and gain your confidence and being able to tackle the bigger issues. It really becomes a way of life for you and your family. It's pretty awesome. Aw, thank you so much for sharing with us, being so open and sharing your struggles and your successes. It was a pleasure to have you on this podcast. Thank you. It was awesome and an honor to be here. I mean, it really is. I don't think of myself as a mom with moxie. There's times where, you know, you feel like you're going to conquer the world. And there's times where you're like, oh, what can I do to get through this hour? But the things I've been learning about homeopathy and putting them into practice in my family have been countercultural. But it works and it's worth it. As I hope you know by now, on my blog, podcasts, and Facebook Live, I offer as many protocols for simple conditions as I can for free without affiliates or advertising. But let me be clear, when it comes to more complex conditions, it's key that you learn how to use these medicines properly. I want you to be well-trained. So I save discussions of the more involved methods for my courses in which I walk students through each method with step-by-step training. In these podcasts, I focus on those students of mine who have already tunneled in and learned how to take care of themselves, family and friends and pets, and even livestock using homeopathic medicine. Many of these students began their education by participating in one of my Gateway to Homeopathy study groups. And now, after taking one or more of my courses, they're well-trained to use my specific brand of homeopathy. I hope listening to this podcast has inspired you to follow in their footsteps. With the proper training, you too can nurture and protect the health of your family and loved ones with practical homeopathy.
You just listened to a podcast from practicalhomeopathy.com, where nationally certified homeopath, public speaker, and author Joette Calabrese shares her passion for helping families stay strong through homeopathy. Joette's podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Blueberry, Pandora, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening to this podcast with Joette Calabrese. To learn more and find out if homeopathy is a good fit for your health strategy, visit practicalhomeopathy.com.